Hey, welcome to the Shelleys. I'm Seth. I'm Kayla. We're the Shelleys. The Shelleys. <laughs> so Felt just, like I had to finish that sentence for you. Yeah, we just tried to report report. We just tried to re- record a podcast with our daughter awake, and that uh, did not go well. Man, that did not go well at all. So we were talking about in that one, um, where we where we live. I think if you don't know where we live, some of our stories might seem strange. So we live in a little place called Quinell, B.C., Central B.C., in the Caribou region. It's beautiful. One of the things that I think is hilarious is people always ask, um, especially not, not everybody, but people who live out east or in flat places will ask, do you live in the mountains? And that's a weird question because I think, especially our family in Ontario, they have a picture of what the mountains look like. And we do live in the mountains, but we don't live in the mountains that is in their imagination. What did you think the mountains were when you were a kid before we moved out here? I don't know. You think of, I think of like Heidi. <laughs> the Alps or wherever Heidi takes place. I yeah. don't even know. But like, like the you're, top of a mountain. you're living in this rolling field on the side of a mountain and there's goats everywhere. And it's not like that. That's pretty much what I thought. Too. Not here, anyway. So people think that, and then we've got some friends that are from the East Coast, and uh, his parents came out, and they always thought, "Oh, I thought you said you lived in the mountains." Like well, we do live in the mountains, but the mountains aren't—they're not all jagged, rocky, tippy-top peaks, and no one really lives on the top of a mountain. You wouldn't live there. No, it's way too cold. It's way too cold, and you can't grow anything. I'm sure somebody's like, "Oh, somebody lives on top of a mountain. I saw them once." But, anyways, so. We both grew up in Ontario, and uh, what what do you think, now that you've lived in different provinces, we lived in three, I think that's pretty good, actually, considering most people have lived in one. Yeah. What do you think, what's the difference between the three provinces we've lived in? Mm, well, southern Ontario is just too busy. It's just town after town after town, city, city, city. There's not really a break. It takes a long, long time of driving to get to a spot where you literally don't see houses for a long time Mm -hmm. so that's just it's so busy in southern ontario anyway uh alberta where we were which was about an hour to an hour and a half outside of edmonton i would describe it as dirty dirty yeah i don't know a lot of oil and gas and big trucks and rocks and dirt and stuff so i yeah dirty what about bc bc we've lived two places in bc we lived the lower mainland and we've lived north and they're very different but not that different i don't know even in southern bc and abbotsford you look around you can see lots of mountains there's you don't have to travel too far to go you know climb a mountain and it's yeah it's quite pretty there but up here i mean you can drive for really long stretches and not see more than a handful of houses. Yeah. And it's just forest and mountains and lakes and back roads, and it's it's quite pretty. When we went back from my grandma's funeral a couple years ago, the kids were trying to ask, you know, they're asking questions. What's Ontario like? You grew up here. What's it like growing up in Ontario? And the way I described it was driveways. It's <laughs> just driveways everywhere. Yeah. Like everywhere you look, there's a driveway to another house, another property. Whereas here, there's driveways, but not really. Like you can, where we go hunting down some of those roads, you drive for, and you can drive till the road ends and you won't see a driveway. Well, it's funny. Anyone who's been in Southern Ontario, there's a big hill in Hamilton and it was always described as Hamilton Mountain. And I'm like, 
Oh man, that was just a really big, tall hill. It's not really a mountain. Well, it's the escarpment, Hamilton escarpment. Yeah, but it's not yeah, a it's mountain. Not, it's, it's not mountainous. No, it's you, cliffy, but it's not mountainous. Yeah, yeah. So we're gonna play a little game. I'm gonna say a province, and you have to just say one word as fast as you can. First word that comes to mind when I say the I've province. I've only lived in three. I know, but it's just fun. Hmm. Okay, I'm gonna start. Alberta. Oil. British Columbia. Mountains. Manitoba. Nothing. New Brunswick. Lobsters. Newfoundland and Labrador. Screech. Northwest Territories. Cold. Nova Scotia. Family. None of it. Blubber. Ontario. (laughs) Ontario. Busy. Prince Edward Island. Small. Quebec. Separatists. Saskatchewan. Flat. Yukon. Moose. Well, that's pretty good. Now I, I I think it's uh I like how you said blubber. Why did you say blubber? <laughs> Why is that what never mind. Because I can none of it is where Inuit people live. And historically they use like whale blubber to make lamp oil and I don't know if it's whale blubber. I think it's from seals. Is it seals? It's some sort of blubber that they use for like multi purpose. I think logistically it would be hard to just go out and get a whale harvest whales all the time. Yeah, I guess maybe it makes sense. I think it's it's seals. I think it's seal seal oil blubber. Yeah. I don't know if that's a yeah, whatever. That's the word you thought of, so okay. I, I remember learning about that in school. Where'd you live if you could pick any province to live out of those three? You'd, you'd say in BC? Out of the three we lived in? Yeah. Yeah, BC. Yeah, Ontario's... I like to say Ontario. Yeah. It's pretty bad. The longer I stay away from Ontario... I'm sorry everyone who lives in Ontario, but... See, the problem I have with Ontario is that everything... You have to go somewhere to do anything. And everybody else is already there. Ontario is the kayak of the country. That's what I think of. Ontario's like... For context, Seth hates kayaks. I hate kayaks. Okay, so it's I, not that I hate kayaks. It's I hate kayak culture. You like the ocean kayaks, like the really long, big bit. ones. And you like the historical... No, those are canoes. Yeah, I like yeah, canoes. I hate, I hate kayak culture. To me, kayak culture is like you go to Costco and you buy two-for-one plastic kayaks. And just because you have some plastic kayaks, you get out there on the water and you think you're... Davy Jones, and you start. I don't know. You, you show up with your Subaru, Jones, like collecting souls from dead sailors. No, just I don't know. It's just it seems so fake to me. If you want to get out and go on the water, and you want to experience, go on, go on a canoe. But you want to why people don't go on canoes? They're heavy. They're hard. It's hard work. Yeah, they're heavy. If you have to portage, it's like you'd have to get a really expensive, lightweight, crazy That's lightweight canoe to. I can carry our canoe on my shoulders, and I got it for fifty bucks. Yeah, but you're also like big strong man and oh, i'm like five two but the two of us can carry that canoe yeah the two of us yeah i just think i could carry are... a kayak no problem myself yeah but just stay home if you're if it's too intimidating for you to <laughs> think about carrying a canoe don't go out stay anyway. home i don't know i just don't like kayak culture to me that just when i think of kayakers and i'm probably gonna get some flack for this i think of people littering i think of people that take their bluetooth speaker out to the lake with them to listen to music 
I think of people that go in big groups and yell and wear Oakley sunglasses and that are white with uh, sideways hats and fanny sideways packs hats? and tropical shorts. And I just Where think are of, you getting this? It, there's two types of kayakers. There's like the party kayakers, which I can't stand. Remember when we went to that beautiful yes. location this year to camp and we got sabotaged yep. by camp by partiers? And then there's the like... I'm too, uh, I should be careful what I say, but like I'm too old to carry a canoe, so I'm going to bring a kayak, which I guess that's maybe the only place because at least you're getting out. But if you're Seems young. pretty prejudiced to me. Yeah, I just don't like them. I'm not going to change my mind on Seth's that. Seth's had this kayak versus canoe and discussion with a lot of people. Like if you're on a stand-up paddleboard, I guess it's kind of fun, but like, what's, the, what's the functionality of it? So, I like things that okay. have a purpose. So paddleboards. They're cool if you're just by yourself. You're just going yeah. around. You can explore. You can see things from a higher perspective. You don't have to sit. You just stand up in a canoe. But, like, the few experiences we've had with people on paddle boards, they're, like, Who's out doing there yoga? doing yoga on a paddle board by themselves. Like, why? I don't know. It's like, yeah, why you go to... just do yoga? You go to the lake and you do yoga on a paddle board. I don't know. I guess people can do whatever the heck they want. I don't really care. Just don't do it near me. Go somewhere else. That's why I go to lakes where there's nobody. I wonder what kayakers think of canoers. They probably think, oh, man, that's really complicated and hard. I don't have the time or energy or skill set to do that. Wow. <laughs> that's probably what okay. they think. What? I don't think kayakers think a whole lot about canoers. I don't. I've been on both, and I think they can both serve a purpose. Like... For example, my one set of parents, they have kayaks. And in southern Ontario, there's a lot of small ponds and stuff that you can go out and find. And it's great because it's small, it's lightweight, it's not a big canoe going around a little pond. And you can take a fishing rod out there and you can just sit out there and float. I wouldn't have been able to do that with a canoe. You could I, do this. Yes, you could. No, I wouldn't have. How could you not float in a pond in a I canoe? I could float in a pond in a canoe, but trying to find a vehicle that you can put it on top of because they're long and heavy and then trying to carry one by myself and then know. load it all and then get in it and push it off by myself like it's just it is a that lot sounds more like work. a very ontario attitude to me a very hey, southern ontario I like, attitude i like canoes we own two canoes we use our canoe lots i was out there paddling when i was like eight months pregnant this year so i mean you know my favorite thing about nine canoes, months pregnant you know i don't even know what it's called but if you have a canoe, you need to try this. There's a way to move your canoe through the water without paddling. If you ever lose your paddle, it's a good skill to practice. Basically, you stand on the back of the canoe and kind of brace your feet where the seat would be. And then, I don't know how you describe it. It's like doing a squat. You do these squats and you push. You want the, to dip the one end down into the water yeah. and up. Like you're bob like, the back end You're pushing the back end in, in the water. Mm-hmm. And you do that and you stay still for like, I don't know, probably the first five to ten pumps. You just don't move. Then what happens? You start going. You start going. You start flying across the water. It's great. You have to have a good, um, you have to have pretty good balance. Yeah. Seth doesn't have good balance. I've he, never fallen in but yet. he hasn't fallen in, but he's been very close. I have good balance. I take offense to that. Go ahead. I'm a great balancer. Seth isn't flexible and he's not, he's clumsy. I'm clumsy, but it doesn't mean I don't have balance. I mean, I'm just, I'm too fast for my own good. I'm always running. Mm-hmm. You don't think I have good balance? No. I've played goalie. 
I skateboard. I'm pretty bad at both of those, actually. Maybe I don't have good pretty balance. Pretty sure the last time you skateboarded, you tried to skateboard and jump over a chain, and you really hurt yourself. It's called ollie over a chain. And Whatever. yes, I stream. I thought I broke my hip. <laughs> I may have broke my hip. <laughs> so this sort of there's this. We lived by a schoolyard, and I had like a chain. It's a, I don't know. I want to say a foot and a half off the ground. It's not very high. And I thought I can ollie over that, which I normally could. So I'm like cruising along. And I go to ollie over this chain and I catch the back truck on the chain. And then I think my foot too, actually. No, I think I caught my foot. It was your foot. Yeah, it was my front foot when I was trying to go up. I ollied too late and I caught my front foot on the chain. <laughs> and then I got it, all my momentum just threw me into the ground. And I'm really bad at putting my arms out to catch myself. And so I just, all that force on my hip. And it was black for a month. And I couldn't walk bad. very well. I'm pretty sure I broke it. But you'll never know until I'm older and I have arthritis in my hip. You know, I... What's your favorite province to live in? My favorite province? Yeah. I think British Columbia is just so diverse that it makes it my favorite. But there's something to be said for the prairies. But you've never lived in the prairies. I've never lived in the prairies. But when we talked about Roundup a few weeks ago, that's where I go to do Roundup. And I love... Like, last time we went for Roundup, we were near Haver, Montana. And Cypress Hill Provincial Park, kind of in between those two, if you know that that area at all i'm sure there's one or two people that do and it is just beautiful man i love it and there's mountains close by there's a mountain range in haver montana so if you didn't know that you could see uh mountain peaks from saskatchewan you can the bear paw mountains i think that's what they're called and uh yeah just a great spot but bc to me is so diverse because northern bc you've got that the really wild untamed north you've got the west coast which i'm not super big fan of the rainy stuff but no bc by far Mm-hmm. Ontario has some really cool stuff to it. Like, one the one thing I really miss about Ontario is the old buildings, like the yeah. old farmhouse, like stone farmhouses you can find. Yeah, there's a lot of history in Ontario. Yeah, there so is. like there's this trend right now on TikTok. For those of you who don't know what that is, it's an email messenger app. I think <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> TikTok's the worst, anyways. But one of the good things that's come out of it is the return of sea shanties. And that's like a big thing. So here's this trend going around. People are like, oh, it's the revitalization of sea shanties. And I was just kind of pondering on that and thinking about it and thinking, man, I grew up with those songs. It's, you know, singing about those kind of things. And not because we lived on the sea. I'm not like a fisherman family or anything. But that's one thing. I'm just trying to make the point. Ontario has a lot of history, has a lot of culture. Whereas you don't really have that. You have it in BC, but you don't have as much. Unless you're talking like, um, I guess I should preface that. I'm talking about like white culture because there's a lot of indigenous culture here. Yes. And that's really cool to get into. Yeah. Um, and I, I really like I really like that about BC as well. Um, I'm, I'm probably going to quote this wrong, so I won't even try. But there's just so many cool aspects of the indigenous culture here in BC. Not that there's not indigenous culture in Ontario. There is. It's just different. It's different. Yeah. It's very different. It's di- Well, maybe it's just different in the way. I don't even know how you'd say that. In the way it's presented or taught or embraced, it's very. Now different. we also haven't lived in Ontario for over twelve years, yeah, so that's true. things have. I mean, there's been a lot of progression and stuff from probably when we lived there, um, as far as awareness and indigenous culture. But out here, it's very prevalent and it's it's really rich in history and it's um like our kids learn about it in school a lot and you know they have an indigenous worker that comes in and. It's pretty neat. They learn they language home, stuff. They learn words in the we're language. We're and... blankets in school right now. With yeah, school. it's really awesome. And like we went to Fort St. James, which is a spot up here in northern BC. 
it's a Hudson Bay post and uh yeah like half the half the tour is about the indigenous community mm-hmm. there it, yeah it's just different though I mean it's not it's so I don't know Ontario's just got so much it's got hundreds of years as far as that so I don't want to get into that debate conversation and put our feet in our mouths but that's where I would live I'd live in BC yeah I love BC I like the fact that where we are right now it's kind of rolling hills some mountains around some farmland but you could drive what do you say an hour and you're in the Rocky Mountains like you're just in one of my favorite places on earth that's the only problem with BC is that BC is not home to my favorite place on the planet mind you I've never traveled the planet but I'm pretty sure (laughs) I'm pretty confident if I did if I circumnavigated the planet, it would still be my favorite place. You know what that place is? Jasper. Jasper. Jasper's kind of in BC too. Yeah, but it's not though. It's in mostly uh, Alberta. Yeah. It is very beautiful. It's there. close though. It's close to being BC, but it's Alberta. Yeah. It's but Jasper is just man. That place will take your breath away. It if is you've never beautiful. been to Jasper, here's the thing: if you've never been to Jasper and you're spending money to go to like. Mexico or something stupid like that for these like all-inclusive vacations man you're missing out but at the same time I say that keep going to Mexico and keep Jasper free of all you you vagrant vacationers that just want to have an all-inclusive for a week that's another big marital thing we disagree on I will not do one of those no I I never said I wanted to do an all-inclusive vacation but you know sometimes we've been north for a few years now and it would just, even in Alberta, I mean, we got pretty heavy cold winters there too. And sometimes it's just nice to dream about going somewhere I do not hot. dream about that though. You you can go by yourself. You I also don't you like the heat. You Your favorite season is winter and mine is summer. When so you're a of heavy course guy I'm going like to crave he- like hot climate. When you're a heavy guy like me, because I'm, I'm rotund. Robust. That's why she was looking at me and she said blubber. I did not see blubber. When you're my you. size, there's nothing appealing about the heat. The heat to me symbolizes two things baby powder and agony. That's all Chafing. I think of. Chafing. <laughs> yeah. I don't like the heat. You see, here's the thing when it's cold out, you can build a fire. You can, like, get some sticks and twigs and shiver and build a fire and then warm up and feel the heat. You can't build an anti fire in the heat. If you're out in the summertime and you're walking around, you can't just like be like, oh, go grab some rocks and some moss and we'll build a, a, cold, you, a cold air effect. You can't do that. It's not natural. That's why you go somewhere with a beach so you can sit in the sand and get hot. You can go in the water and cool off. And then you eat my shark. And then you get a nice tan. You feel relaxed. You don't get eaten by sharks all the time, Seth. I already have a nice tan, naturally. It's true. You do tan easily and I don't. I'm like a ghost. Yeah. It's another big difference. I have a great complexion and you look like a piece of paper. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> that's kind. No, you don't look like a piece of paper. Just that's kind of a similar shade of your skin. <laughs> Anyways, I don't like the heat. People who like the heat, that's fine. Jazz, but it's hot here too. It gets hot in the summer for the three days of summer that we had this year. <laughs> yeah. It was- and the summer sucked. It sucked. It was just rained all summer. There was a like a week or two of hot weather and sun, and then the rest just rain and yeah. Well, and then we had some unique challenges this summer because we moved in the summer, so that was one thing. 
and then I think we were in our house probably by July 1st here where we are now and so that was kind of like took away the there was some warm spots there but we spent most of the hot spots in June moving yeah. in between the rain then July comes around okay and everything's canceled the rodeo's canceled because of COVID Billy Barker days is canceled because of COVID and we're all kind of feeling down down on ourselves right yeah and then it's like, well, what can we do to make ourselves feel better? So for me, when I think of what can I do to make myself feel better, I think of activities. So I either like to go camping or canoeing or hunting or go ride a horse. And so at this point, our horses were still at our friend's house. We hadn't built our fences yet. So I thought, I'm going to go to my friend's house and ride his horse. His dad's got kind of a, a a horse that needs some time, needs some hours in the saddle. And I thought, I'll go ride him. And the story I've been told is that he's kind of squirrely, but... He's been ridden before. So I went. And so what happened before you went? What did I say to you? Well, so I told Kayla, I'm going to go ride this horse. I'm going to go to Chris's parents' house and ride the horse. And let, a little backstory, Seth used to break horses and ride horses that were pretty green when he was a lot a younger. A teenager, like a flexible, <laughs> bouncy teenager. Yeah. So then I I went and because I'm feeling bad, I'm feeling down on myself. I'm trying to like rush this experience, which that was my first mistake. And I said. And Kayla said before I left, don't get hurt and I said I'm not gonna get hurt which if you are married to a wife like mine you know that she has crazy intuition she just knows these things before they're gonna happen so that should be my cue to say I'm not gonna go today so I go and I see this horse and man we had a heck of a time even getting the halter on him that should have been sign number two to just do more groundwork and for all you listening out there who work with horses do your groundwork spend the time on the ground so you're not laying in the ground crying anyways (laughs) So I thought, well, whatever. So did a little bit of groundwork and jumped on this horse. I, th- I forget his name. Ember? Something like that. And uh, yeah, he bucked a little bit and I stayed on. But I'm not as flexible and as fast as I used to be. So he bucked a little bit. I don't. He wasn't bucking hard. Like, he just crow hopping. But then he ran me into the fence. And so I moved my right leg out of the stirrup. So I didn't get my leg crushed on the fence. Because, you know, just quick thinking. Didn't really think. Man, I could not get my foot back in the stirrup. Anyways, long and short of it is he started bolting again. Couldn't get my foot in the stirrup. And I thought, well, I'll just bail off. And, you know, instead of getting hung up or something and then get back on him. But being older and less flexible, what did I do, Kayla? You dislocated your shoulder. How bad? Uh, Like to the point where I got the call saying, I'm going to the hospital. I think I've dislocated my shoulder. And... Yeah, it was pretty bad. His shoulder was like out and down out front of his body, like yeah. down to his nipple almost. I think they said they pull it back in. They had to pull it past my nipple to get to go back in. So I got a, I got a cocktail of drugs, but it was awful. So I show up. I'm covered in dirt, and I can't move my arm down, so it's like I'm waving all the time. And I get to the hospital door, and because it's COVID, you have to ring the bell. And uh, she's like, oh, what do you want? And I was like, I can't. You see how my arm's like this? It's not supposed to be. Anyways, they they popped back in. I got a lot of drugs, but it was a long, a long recovery. Like, I still have problems. So that kind of sucked away all the fun from July and August. And so even when we go to the lake, I couldn't go swimming. And I, I didn't want to go swimming with the kids out of fear that they'd jump on me or, or something. And, you know, I, there was lots of physio for a while there. I couldn't even move my arm. If I can tell a funny story, though. Real, yeah, you can. When Seth, course. when Seth got home from the hospital, he swore that I said to him that I was happy that he got hurt, so I could take care of him. So he was going around telling people, 
that's okay. Kayla's Kayla's okay. She's happy to take care of me. And after a few times of hearing it, I was like, like, where are you getting this information from? He's like, you told me that when I came home from the hospital. <laughs> I was like, um, no, I didn't. It's actually a huge inconvenience considering I have a baby and three other kids and you can't do anything. So Well, they gave me a lot drugs, of drugs. Yeah, they gave him a lot of they made me sign strong forms. drugs. I told you that, right? They made me sign paperwork saying that I wouldn't sell my house, get a divorce, buy a car, <laughs> make any major decisions. Because I forget, I forget exactly how many, but I got Hydromorph, Oxy. Uh, what else did I get? Was it Oxy? Or no, uh, Fentanyl. Fentanyl. Well, I got like two others. Yeah. But it was a lot. Yeah. Anyways, maybe we'll tell more about that story. I got lots of stories of injury and and fun things that and yet he tells me and you guys that he's not accident prone no i said i have good balance mm, not enough to stay on a horse well not every horse you can't you know what's that let's end with that thought you know core blunt said it best you ain't a cowboy if you been, ain't been bucked off right yeah you ever been bucked off no when you ain't no cowboy <laughs> well thanks for joining us this week Look forward to talking to you again. And uh, I don't know. Do you have any closing thoughts as we wrap up? No? None? You you can say no. People can't see you shake your head. No. My closing thought would be Kayla needs to remember that we're not being videotaped, but we're being audio recorded. Thank goodness. If you saw me right now, yee. Yeah. Well, have a good week, everybody. We look forward to talking to you next time. Bye. Bye.